Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ah. Ah. Just sighing just because... I'm, well, I'm, I'm sighing because, I, firstly, we recorded this on a, a Monday morning, which is always... I feel like Monday mornings are always like an intense day. I feel like if I was Prime Minister, I would say the weekend starts on a Saturday and finishes on a Monday evening. And so you'd have Monday off, and so you, your week would begin on a Tuesday. So that's why I'm sighing that. But also I'm sighing because I just had, um, had just the, one of the coolest cats around on the podcast this guy is so what he's done in his life is incredible jason fox jason fox uh you probably know him best from sas who dares wins um he was marine he was in the sas he's done tours he's done everything he's wrapped his shit in cling film he told me and put it in his backpack because he had to do an op which will be explaining this whole thing but it was unbelievable what this guy has been through but also one of the most humble kind of down-to-earth um, guys that I think I've met. You know, it's weird because you talk to people, you know, who from the military background who have been through war and experienced death and experienced all these kind of things, and you expect them to be a certain way, but he's so chilled and so kind of lives in the moment and doesn't really think too much about the past and the future and just a wicked guy. Um, we spoke a lot about mental health and things like that because he struggled with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, um, which is in his book Battle Scars, which is out, which go and get it. It's insane. But yet this, this, I just really love this podcast. Um, it was quite an intense one. So letting you guys know now, it was a nice intense one, but it has to be intense when we talk about these kind of things. But he was great. Uh, Francis isn't here because um, he's down working in uh, the countryside at the moment, so he couldn't make it, but it was just me and Foxy together, just hanging out like two lads. Well, not very two lads. He had like a coffee and I had a water. Not very laddish of us. And I had uh, some porridge before I arrived. Anyway, <laughs> enjoy the podcast. Uh, this is one of my favorite. It's so good. Um, hope you enjoy it. Yeah, here it is. Jason Fox. Enjoy. Do you find um, the podcasts are quite intimate? Do you not think? Uh, are they? Yeah, yeah, they are. But I like them. But they're they're intimate because you're kind of just like, especially if it's like a one-on-one podcast like this one is. It feels like it's quite kind of an intimate situation. What is a podcast? Who made who made up that word? This is the thing I was thinking. I don't know who. You, but this is this is the other, like who makes it. But it sounds right for what it is. Mm. You know what I mean? Did it, they did they make it up? Well, Apple. Yeah. Well, do you think you think you could say Apple because we're just not going to be discussed because <laughs> it's a brand? I didn't know. You know, some, I didn't want to offend anyone. <laughs> yeah, we only no, but we only can talk about Nokia because obviously they this. made iPods. So did they come up with the podcast? I think they must have done. You see where I'm going with this? But it's like all these things. This is what I find about names, right? Is that like if you think about something like um, like if someone said, oh, "I'm going to start a company called Google," you'd be like, 
What? What do you mean? But then now, yeah. but it sounds perfect, right? Well, it's, it's, it's its own thing now, isn't it? Yeah, but that's why. So it's like the same with podcasts. Who who thought of the name podcast? Or, or also, like you said, what is a podcast? Is it like an audio book? Is it radio on demand? I just mm. don't really know. It's a pod that's cast it's out a- to the masses. <laughs> but I don't get the pod bit anyway. <laughs> but anyway. Hello everyone, welcome to Private Parts Podcast. This is where we read the most intimate and solid details of our lives. Join me today. Do you know, I'm so excited for this one. I, I'm not even kidding, I am. Right. Jason Fox, everybody. Oh my lord, I don't know who I'm cheering to, I'm cheering almost to myself. Ah. <laughs> hey, do people go wild when they see you now? I think they do a little no. bit. I think they do, man. They don't. You don't think so? No one knows you, no one knows you around. They I'll tell you what does happen sometimes is someone will be like that. Did we go to school together? Uh, and it's normally like an old 70-year-old woman. I'm like, ah, no, we fucking didn't. Thank you very much. <laughs> do they do that? So you so you now walking down the street, you get recognised a little bit though, right? A little bit. Not not too much. But also, I suppose with like what what you've done and things like that, is that you, for some, you, you seem, you're really like approachable. That's like super approachable, which I always find. Why? What's, what's the... Strange? Well, I don't know, because, because you were, because you're known for like... Uh, you ever knows you on television, SAS, Who Dares Wins, and things like that, mm. and being in the military. I suppose that would make me think that you wouldn't be approachable, but you're incredibly approachable. And, and people do like coming up to you and talking to you, but maybe that's because they feel like they can talk to you about something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I suppose. Um, most of the blokes that I know that I've worked with are the same. Really? Yeah, the, the, everyone, I don't, know what, I don't know what people expect. I think yeah. they expect, like, some mysterious individual that just, Gives everyone death stares, but but that's not the case. No, they're all like decent lads, they're all quite fun. Yes, they do. They do there's, there's lads that you know, there's lads that care about what they wear and what they look like, and you know, some of them have had. I mean, you know, I used to give people shit for having <laughs> hair straightening. I'd walk into someone. No room. one had hair straighteners. You're like hundred percent, hundred percent. Foxy, they did not have hair straighteners. But, and if the person that is I'm on about is hearing this, he'll be like. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing, you know, let's start from the very beginning, right? Because um, you joined the Marines at 16 years old, didn't you? Yeah. Which is, which is insane, like going in, but you know, and I, and I saw, read this thing where, uh, well, you can explain it better, but you wanted to kind of impress your dad, right? Your dad was, you, you looked up to your dad a lot mm. and you thought that was why it would be a good thing to go into. Wasn't that right? Yeah, there was, there was an element of that. I, I, I also, I, I went to school <laughs> I didn't do anything at school, but I did go to school, and I didn't do very well. But it was in a plate. It was in Luton. Lovely. I love Luton Airport. Do you? <laughs> no, I, I hate it. I hate it. It's my right. most. It's my. It's everyone's most hated airport. I think that and like Stansted. I spoke to someone the other day, and they said, "Oh, I really love Luton Airport." I was like, "I nearly banged them out." I was like, "You're fucking <laughs> joking me. You can't." That's like ridiculous. I went there. I've only been there once, and it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. It was it was the worst thing I've ever done. It was that bad. It was my mate. And I, my mate sorted me out the tickets because it was it was a work thing. Uh-huh. He said, oh, you're flying from Luton. And it was, I was going to the Isle of Man. And you thought, I, Luton private jet. You're like, this no, is what I'm going to do. It was that shit that I bought my own ticket back to City and then just <laughs> mugged off the flight back to Luton because it was horrendous. Because it was that yeah, bad. It was terrible. Wait, so you, so you went to a school in Luton? Yeah, just out, yeah, around that area. Is that is there like just an, there's basically just an airport and a school in Luton? That's it, isn't it? Well, there's a few factories and it's a it's a sprawling mass. It's like an overflow from London, apparently. Yeah, it's not nice. Anyway, that's I go off on mega tangents. 
But you went, so you went to school there, and you weren't that good in school and things like that. Were you kind of a, were you, were you what, what, like a, a reckless kid? Were you kind of like one of those kids who just didn't care, or what was it? I just wasn't good. Uh, uh, I wasn't academic. I enjoyed being out and about and doing like practical stuff, but just sat in a classroom. I just didn't really apply myself. Yeah, but this is my problem. Okay, this is my problem with school, right? And this is what I always get like is that, okay, you know, at school, I wasn't good at that either. I didn't apply myself either. But however, and, but however, you, you know, if you applied yourself to something, then you became good at it, right? And the same as me, if I apply myself to something, yeah. I'm good at it. And the problem with school is that you're, you're shit at school if you're not good at maths mm. and you're, you're not good at history and things like that. And that's like a completely wrong way. To, it doesn't really tee you up for no. further life. It's narrow. Yeah, in, in its, completely. It's blinkered in its sort of, if, you don't, if you're not good at the curriculum, then you're shit apparently. Yeah. That's, quite a, that's why there's a big problem with stuff nowadays in the inner city is because the most kids are probably like that well i'm being told i'm shit at everything so i must be shit at everything but actually they're probably decent people and they probably know how to hold a conversation and yeah do you know what i mean but you weren't told you were shit at things were you or, or do you just think you were just shit at it i just didn't really do that well i didn't get great well i didn't get any qualifications so to speak and it, was, it was it was always the same you know if only he applied himself yeah yeah, same, yeah. <laughs> if only you gave me something i wanted to fucking apply myself to then <laughs> so you just didn't so you were just like you couldn't be bothered with work you can what we what was your focus then what did you like to do because every kid like was it chasing girls was it like being doing like sports was it a bit of sport chasing girls but i wasn't very good at that um what the sport or the chasing girls? Both. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was yeah. I suppose it was mainly just the sport I really enjoyed. Uh huh. Um, I just didn't, you know, don't. I don't. I'm no good at maths. I hate numbers. Freak me out. I did enjoy geography. What? I, I, enjoy, I just enjoyed. This random one. You, you like? Why do you like? Because it was like capitals. Because <laughs> you, you yeah. liked all the erosion rock or whatever it is they talk about. Well, it just talks about the world and travelling and, you know, there's other places outside of Luton. That's, I suppose that's one of the other reasons I joined the military, just to get out and about. Well, do you think that's what it is? Because maybe maybe you then had this, like, obsession with like, travel and things like that. And so you you wanted to, you thought there was, like, a bigger world out there. Yeah. So you, you wanted to go and experience it. Yeah. But were you not one of those kids who just thought you were destined for greater things? <laughs> I don't, know. Do I didn't, not I didn't see it like that, no. I don't think about f stuff too much. So I just live in the moment a lot. But that's a really kind of good way to be because I think then a lot of people start to overthink things. Mm. And when you overthink things, that's when sort of like issues. Like I was, as a kid, I was such an overthinker. Mm. Like overthought everything. So like whether it was like, but I, but also I had so much pressure on me growing up that I had to like a, my brother was like a super clever guy, so he was like getting all the exams and doing all the great things of that. And and also me growing up, it was about all about acad academia. If you if you mm. weren't clever, then you weren't achieving anything. So I very much felt that I was just useless. Mm. That's what I felt growing up, and so I, then I had to find my path. And that's when I went and joined Made in Chelsea because it was more of like a rebellion thing, I suppose. Oh, uh, really? I think it yeah. was. Yeah, I think I wanted to to rebel. Slightly. How did you get into it? Well, they basically wanted to do a TV show where uh, they wanted to call it Smokers. Right. Which was about... I think I've met the woman that created it. You would have met, you would have met a girl called Sarah Dillerstone. Yeah, 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 she was yeah. one of the beginning people. And they, found a, they basically went to different clubs in London and found a group of people partying and said, do you guys want to do that? 
And I, at the beginning, they said, do you want to be followed your posh? Do you want to be followed with the camera? I thought, that's a pile of shit. I don't, don't, <laughs> no ways do I want to do that. And then what happened was is that it then became popular. And I was like, well, I don't want to go and get a proper job. I, don't, I didn't want to go and work in the city and things. I want to mm. do something completely different. And so I, I decided to go and do it. But it's probably the same as you, because when you, you weren't getting your exams and that, so you then, did you think that the military was the only way to kind of escape? Or what was it? <sighs> Yeah, I think it was the only thing I had basically fucked everything up. So I was like, right, well, this is, I've got to do something. I've got to get a job. This yeah, but what do you mean fucked everything up? You were like 16 years old though. Yeah, exactly. But I hadn't really jacked myself up with anything that could lend itself to get a job some, in, in any other industry. It yeah. wasn't, you know what I mean? I didn't feel, and I figured that I'd throw all my eggs into one basket. So I was like, all right, I'll join the military. Hope this works out. And it did work out. But was it, was it, you, you hear all of all of these like stories and things like that at the beginning where it's, it's like, it, you know, it's going into the ultimate, like, uh, the ultimate, like hard man school. You're, it's, it's tough, right? You're thrown in there and you're, you have to kind of pick and choose what you say and what you do at the beginning, right? Or is that not the case? It, you, I didn't really know what I was letting myself in for. Really? Yeah. I sort of, I was quite, I was physically fit enough. Uh-huh. But uh, that wasn't the, that wasn't the issue. The issue was like looking after myself. So being able to administer yourself, so like clean your clothes, hang them up to dry, iron them, fold them up neatly, all that stuff was what was what freaked me out. I couldn't I wasn't I wasn't able to do it in a timely manner. So I was always late, I was always getting in the shit, I'd be on the phone to my mum crying. And all, that's and, and all the other bits were all were fine, like being mucking around in the mud being a soldier running around that was okay yeah I loved that stuff it's all the it's the bullshit that goes with being in the military that does my head in yeah but is 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 that is the bullshit stuff the stuff that's meant to like teach you to it's dis- yeah it's the discipline right discipline, which is the most yeah. important thing so supposedly. it is important but it was essentially once I you know I, I did obviously eventually get me head around it but you know at first that was the bit that nearly tripped me up because I didn't have my mum Helping me, yeah, but I, I think that's why it's it's weird. It's so funny. This is what I think happens as you go. I remember because I went to a boarding school, right, where everything is done for you. Like you, you have your, and it's a, it, the boarding school is a bit like the army in the sense where yeah, you yeah. you get like you're told to wake up at this time, you're told to go to bed at this time, you're told to eat at this time, you're told to train at this time, and you have to make your bed and stuff like that. But everything was done for me and so therefore when I came out of schools and things and I started living my own life I didn't realize that oh if I didn't pay a bill on time that was gonna be or if I didn't do this and that was a real big struggle for me but in the military what happens is that you you're kind of you're taught to survive on yourself right you are but then everything is still done for you so like I left six years ago and that was a massive wake-up call because obviously I didn't have to do tax returns. It was done for me. Yeah, so nothing. I, I, would get a, I would get a memo saying you need to go and visit the dentist. I didn't even have to pay for the dentist. So I'd just go to the dentist because I was told Cause I had there. to. Yeah, yeah. And the doctors and everything else. And everything's done for you. And then you come out. And the next thing you know, 
It's a big world and out the, there. And the, the, there's a, suddenly a, a world out there, right? Yeah, and there's that's a tax what, man out there as well. <laughs> fucking hell, I know. <laughs> but this is the thing, right? So you're, you're 16 years old. You're, you're like, God, I don't really know what to do. Um, I haven't got a clue, but I'm going to go and join the military just because whatever. So you decide to join the Marines. Yeah. And but the Marines are notoriously known as like the most hardcore. It's the Marines and the Paris, as in from an outsider looking in. That's what you know. Yeah. Right? You know, Marines, Paris, and then you go on to SAS. And you know there's like the sort of three hardest things to do right so why are you picking the marines then why don't you go into like the scots guards or something um the scots guards are all right as well are they all right let's, let's not diss them no. <laughs> my dad was in the scots oh, guards yeah but he got kicked out because oh. <laughs> he didn't he didn't really like it because right. he just didn't do anything all we got and my stepdad was in uh 1520s 1020s 1420s no, i don't know something like that but why did you pick the marines because uh my dad was in them Oh really? Yeah. So that was the, that. There was another influencing factor. Mm-hmm. Him telling a couple of stories, and I figured, well, if I'm going to do something, I better go and do the same sort of thing as him. Otherwise, he's going to give me shit for the rest of my life. Yeah, but is that because you want to like impress your dad, or were you just? Yeah, probably. I wanted to prove to him that I was good enough to do that sort of stuff. Sounded fun. But what? What? Because because you didn't think you were good enough, or what was it? Because you didn't you you felt like you hadn't impressed him, or what was it? No, I don't know. Because. Because I think that's what a lot of people have sometimes where, you know, with my dad, I had a, so my parents divorced when I was eight years old and my dad was all about, um, again, being academic. So he paid for my school education. So my boarding school mm-hmm. and therefore if I didn't get good grades, I wasn't like, I, he, he didn't really, he didn't really appreciate what I was doing, even though I was like captain of sports and things like mm-hmm. that. So I very much felt throughout my life until I was about 18 years when I try had to have to to, to sort of make him happy in a sense. So I was trying to do things in order to make him proud, which is a weird yeah, concept. I think that I'd say that's the same as me. I probably wanted to make my dad proud. He was, he was like a role model for me. I always looked up to my dad, so I wanted to make him proud. Yeah. I suppose that's why one of, another main reason. But then, but then what happens when you... So give me a little taste of it. So what happens when you first go into the Marines? You're, are you, is it like a boarding school sense where you don't go home, you're just there, yeah. and they go, right, here you go? So you do, you basically, you go to the careers office. So I went to the careers office and there's some stuffy colour sergeant, they call them. It's yeah. a rank. And he's like, you know, I say, okay, you want to join the Marines? All right, we'll get on that pull-up bar and see how many pull-ups you can do. And I think, I can't remember how many I did, not that many. And he's like, right, okay, we need to improve that. Now you need to go and sit down, you do a test. Then what you do is you go, you go to Limpston, which is where they do the training down near Exmouth in yeah. Devon. You do a, I think it's four days called, it, you, it, you, when I did it, it was called a potential recruits course. It's now called a potential Royal Marines course. You go down there, you just get fucking fragged for four days. And it's oh like, God. and then at the end of it, you either pass or you fail and I pass. And then they give you a date for when you join and you start your 30 weeks training. Or it's now 32 weeks. I did a couple of weeks in. 32 weeks of training? Yeah. Every then, single day? Yeah, yeah we, a couple Are of Sundays. Are you fucking joking? <laughs> what are you doing, running up and down mountains and just like doing things like that? Sort of, yeah. The first, the first so you, you turn up, they've got their own train station. You stop, you get off, and there's a bloke there waiting for you. You then get marched up the, up the hill into the base, straight to the hairdressers. Well, he's not a hairdresser, he's a fucking lunatic with a set of shears. He just, just takes all your hair off, cuts it short. And then, um, and then you get given so much kit, you don't know what to do with it. And then you get shown how to. You literally, you get shown. You you just basically learn to swim. Yeah, you get walked into the shower block, and a bloke comes in and with nothing on, and then shows you how to wash everything. And I was like, ah, 
the fuck's going on here? <laughs> but there are people you're out there. You're lying. It's, it's 100% this is the truth. But uh, uh, I was like, why are we getting... Sh- I, I know how to... Watch, but there are people out there that don't. There's people. There's people that join them. There's people that join the military who have had their mums washing them. No man, come on. <laughs> it's true. No way. So it just can't be. There's. There's no way. It's true. It's a true so, story. What? So you're. So you're arriving there, but then you get taught everything from scratch. Brushing teeth, everything. You don't get to a brush. Come on, the, the, the basics. There's no way you can't be told to eat your food and brush your teeth and things. Not like that. eat your food, but, the, but you get taught. You know, you get taught how. You, literally, you get taught how to wash every bit of your body. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's such a weird <laughs> scenario. Like, like that's But it's like, not like they don't. They, they could do it in, They could do it as a theory lecture, but they don't. They, it's a practical. You know, like someone walks in and is like, da-da. Fuck is that? <laughs> what, what the hell is it? Go to the military. Picture like, paints a thousand words. But then, okay, so then you, you do your thirty week thing or what thirty two one now, and you you yeah. do that, and you at the end of that, because you're probably not thinking in your head. Are you thinking, right? This is my career. This is what I want to do. Or are you just kind of going just with it? You're like, all right, I've just done now thirty bit, weeks. Bit of both. It is definitely a career. It's a life. Really. really? Yeah. It takes. It is. It's everything. Yeah. But why? But why is it life? And I think this is what this is what I find so interesting about um, you know people who go into the military and things like that is that you always everyone always says it is it's a life and it's a career and it's all this and that. But but what is it about it that becomes su- you have such a connection and such kind of like a uh, there's such camaraderie and and everything like that within it? Why is there that? Is it because you're doing everything together all the time? Or what I think is it? so. Yeah, I think it's different for different people. Some people don't enjoy it. And they won't stay long and they'll go. Yeah. But for me, I enjoy. I enjoyed, I didn't, like I said, I didn't enjoy all the pomp and ceremony that goes with being in the military. So I didn't enjoy all the parades and fucking polishing my boots and brassoing yeah. me all the bits and pieces you need to do. Yeah. But I enjoyed being a soldier, like living out in the sticks and crawling around in dirt and... See, that's what everything I would hate. I would, I would, I would literally <laughs> hate to go crawling around in the dirt and like. But I don't understand what what in the end you makes you like all that kind of stuff. Is it the adventure of it? I suppose, yeah. I mean, it's not. It's it's difficult. It's weird trying to understand why you like it because when you're in it, you're like, ah, this is shit. Yeah. But there is a sense of achievement when you do stuff. You know, when you're sat in a hole with, for two weeks with your mates watching a building, shitting into cling film, <laughs> stuff like that. Set up. No, you don't do that. Yeah. You do. You so when you're doing like an ambush or something like that, you're just you're, you're or whatever it is, or you're waiting, you're, you're or you're doing like a what is it called when you're watching something? That's what you have to that's do. A, that's called an OP, an observation post. Okay, it, so, it, so it, break this down quickly. So someone says to you, right, you need to go out here for two weeks. Mm. So you look, you'll look for an. So say you're watching something. Uh-huh. Doesn't matter what it is. You you'll go and do what is called an OP. You get taught it when you're in training. You go find a location. You can you can do it different ways. You can do one where you like sort of cut your way into a hedge and then you cut the inside of a hedge out and you live inside the hedge. So, you know, 
you're hidden or you can dig a hole in the ground and you there's ways of doing it. you can live underground with little holes and you're watching people but once you're in you're in so you always go in at night and you establish yourself and then once you're in you're in so you can't come out because obviously the, the baddies might be able to see you for how long are you there well, uh, you can be anything, any time, you know, any protracted amount of time. You no, know. Foxy, it's so not like, like a year. No, like, like, no, no, not a year, no. But no, you're no, there for like two weeks. You could be there for two weeks, yeah. Shitting. Shitting into, into a cling, cling film, film. Yeah. <laughs> Wrapping it up and then putting it in the top of your rucksack. She, it's true. You don't believe me, do you? No, I, I think I do, yeah. But I find it just so... It, it, but I just, I think what... Okay, this is what, this is what I find, like, just amazing. Is that... That's what you're doing for two weeks, and you're and you're looking after and protecting people. And I will wake up in the morning. I'll complain that I have a spot on my forehead. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like in a sense, and like people yeah, that still happens as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's just you know, or, or I can complain because I have to take a four-hour car journey to Manchester to go and do something. I'll be like, oh, God, that's been annoying. But you're doing that. You're sitting in these places doing that for for two weeks. Mm. What do you think about when you're doing something like that? How do you let your mind? Wonder. You sort of, well, you're you're in you're in the moment. You're yeah. thinking about you know you, you just you go back to proper basics. You're like, oh, right, what am I going to be eating for lunch? What's in my ration pack? And you get it out. You're like, ooh, bacon and beans. And you just you know you you, you mull over stuff. You'll be chatting to the lads about stuff that's going on, relationships. No, it's no different to anything else. You're just doing something that's slightly odd. Yeah, but also, but but is it not scary as well? It can be. Yeah, you get you, you sort of are also very aware of what's going on around you, and you you know, but they, you sort of talk about all that other stuff in the peripheries, but actually, you know, you're focusing on what it is you're supposed to be looking at, and you know, you're making sure that you write, you know, you write writing it down, all down, writing out down all the information, yeah, taking pictures and all that sort of okay, thing. Okay, so you're in this place for like two weeks, and you're doing an OP, yeah. and you're watching it, and then. Then how does someone get you out? Do you get radio? Does someone come up to you? Does someone climb and say, right, that's it, boys, and nothing's happened for two weeks, but you then no, swap you, over? You, it naturally becomes something that you either continue, you know, you're like, right, we've gained as much information as we can, so then you wait until the not dark hours, and then you'll, you'll extract. <laughs> that's, the, that's the correct <laughs> terminology for it. Is, is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Dude, this is insane. I just find it just so... And also, do you know, it, it, it's it's probably... It's probably irritating for you, or not irritating, but you, I, you get asked the same questions, and people come up to you, and they'll want to ask the same stories and the same things, and over and over again. But it's because it's such a separate, it's such a different world. Yeah, to no, it's, it's fine. I don't mind. I quite. It's got like now talking about it. I probably it, it's quite fun because I think back and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember when we did that. Mm-hmm. So wait, so then you're you're, you're six and you've done your thirty week course and you've done your things. What happens after that? Do you then go right? You're now a marine. Yeah. So you you then say, okay, here's your badge. You're now a marine. Uh, right. Let's get to work. Because it, what happens when they say right? Let's get to work. What happens on a daily basis? Do you know what I mean? Um. So it's not like you're going into I, an office every day, is it? No. You, so I I went and joined a unit. So there's a few yeah. different units around, and each unit is is about six hundred guys. Mm-hmm. So I joined my unit, and you sort of just start training to be you you st- you actually start learning more then than you did in training. Because your, your hair's on fire in training. You're like, what the hell's going on here? And you yeah. just do what you need to do to get through. You're just trying to impress. You're just trying to do anything it, it, to get exactly, through. Exactly, yeah. And then once you're in, then you start to actually learn the stuff that you were trying to learn in training. Because it's a little, it's slowed down slightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you know, you, you live with the lads. You, I lived in an accommodation block mm-hmm. in, in Taunton. Quite nice. 
Uh, Love yeah, Taunton. Yeah, yeah, Taunton's very nice. <laughs> this is yeah. so nice. It's a market town. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Boring. No, it's not. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's actually quite good on the piss. <laughs> it's always like in Devon, isn't it? It's all the way down. It's Somerset. Is it Somerset? Yeah, Somerset. Just Torrington. Yeah. But so then you're you're doing that, and so you're you're then training. But what is your because your fitness is probably at a peak, right? So you, you yeah. can't really get any fitter than what you are. Yeah, you can go and go on runs and things like that, and do a little bit of that. But what is the main thing? you're trained as a marine what are they training you towards so every single day they're going right we need to work well, you'll on you'll go and do different things you know you'll, you'll learn how to operate in lots of different environments uh-huh. so you'll go to Norway and you'll learn how to operate in the extreme cold weather you'll go to the you know somewhere in the Middle East or the, or the States and learn about living in an arid country you know the desert you'll go to the jungle you'll learn how to operate in the jungle so you're basically learning how to Everyone thinks it's about fighting. It's not. The fighting yeah. bit's quite small. It, although you concentrate on that the most, it's more about how you look after yourself in those environments. It's, Which it's survival, right? Uh, yeah, you do do a bit of survival and you concentrate on that. But it's more about like living in the jungle. The biggest thing there is just washing yourself. Make you know, keeping on top of your personal admin so your boots don't fall apart, your kit doesn't fall apart, and you can still operate. And then you go out and fight. Really. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's so, soldiering is basically looking after yourself to your best ability. So yeah. you can, so, so you, you can, can so you survive can, and keep yeah. going, and and then you you can be ready to fight at any time. Yeah. But what what is K fine? What when you've done all those different trains and things like that? When you've done like Norway, the cold, and you've done the jungle, you've done the heat. You know, what is the worst terrain to to be in and trying to push on forward when you don't when you're just sort of trying to get through it? I mean, it's difficult that one because they all have their own little epics the jungle's pretty the jungle's hard see i would think that it's that's not bad it's kind mm. of a bit like tropical it's quite nice everything wants to kill you <laughs> even <laughs> the trees there's, there's these trees they call them <laughs> they call them bastard trees and they've got like barbed things and you literally you get caught in there and you're like it's just tearing things off you are you serious yeah yeah there's like you know everything's out there to get you I've been stung by scorpions like God knows how many times. I've been stung on my ball back. No, you haven't. Like, by a yeah. scorpion? Yeah, a little one crawled did, in. Did it blow up your ball back? <laughs> did it not? No, no, it was all right. It just hurt. It felt like a hot pin. What do you do? Do you have to go, someone have to suck out the poison? What happened? No. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what happened? No, no, I just left it. It was fine. Is that, see, see, all these kind of things, you just leave it. Yeah, I, well, see, keep, this is what I don't yeah. get. I honestly, I had, a, I had a bite on my arm the other day and I thought it got infected so I went to the hospital. <laughs> so I sat in the hospital trying to get it fixed. So you thought the jungle would be good. You'd have a mare, honestly. I, I, I think, what? But what about the desert? I would say the desert would be way worse than something like the jungle. Jungle, at least you've got water and stuff like that. Desert's, Desert's dry. It's just, it's hot. It's annoyingly hot, but yeah, it's all right. And cold's fine as well? I like the cold, Yeah. You the like cold. the cold? Well, it's, it's, as long as it's a, like a dry cold, yeah. not like, not, not here cold. Mm-hmm. You know, the UK is renowned for being pretty crap. But like Norway in, in, in January is like crisp. Clear so it's, it's that clear, it's yeah, that clear yeah. cold. Yeah, so it's, it's a bit not, nicer. Yeah. But then, okay, but then what I find interesting, right? So you've done all your training. You're, you, you're, you're in your, your sort of um, 600 person sort of, what is it called? A reg, not regiment. A, it, well, in the Marines, it's called a commando unit. So your unit. Yeah. And uh, you're kind of just going for it. And then what, what is, is, was there a moment when they suddenly go, right, guys, we're, we're, going, on, we're going out. We're going on tour. We're, we're doing this. We've been called well, it into took, it. It took a while. From, if you, I, I spent about nine years in the Marines. Basically traveling the world, playing sport and getting drunk. It was, it was that fun. sounds amazing. Yeah, it was awesome. 
That sounds really amazing. Good. Yeah, had some great times. Yeah, but um, because there was nothing to, there was nothing going. Well, there on. wasn't really that much. There was, it was, it was at the time when Ireland was going on, but that was sort of slowing down. And I just, it happened that I missed tours to that part of the world. Yeah, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't. It used to be hectic and quite busy and quite hard, but you know, obviously, it 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 it, it sort of stopped really. Yeah, and then. And then what happened was I was getting a little bit, I was getting, a, I didn't know whether I wanted to stay in the military. So this was like at the nine, 10 year point. And I thought, well, I enjoy being a soldier, but I hate all the crap that goes with it. So I figured, well, if I'm going to stay in the military, I'm going to join this. I might as well try and join the special forces because I enjoy the soldiery bit. Do you know but, what I'm talking about? It's just so funny because it's just, I think this is just sums you up as and it's such a magical way to be because I don't think you really, because you sort of just go, well, I'm just six. I might. I'm not pretty sure anything. I'll just go into the Marines, and I'm quite good at this. And you get through it, and you're like, oh, yeah, okay, fine. And then you say nine years, and you go, might as well try the special forces. You know, whatever. I'll just go and give it a go. Uh, but do you know how? It, in, like, there's no like you said before at the beginning, which is so interesting. You don't overthink things, and possibly that's your superpower is the fact that you just feel like you can just go and do it. Mm, yeah. So you spent nine mm. years, then you thought you'd go into the special forces. Well, I think yeah, I thought figured I'd give it. a Give it a crack. Okay, so um, what happens then? So you well, then it was hard. <laughs> well, hard. Go on, tell me. Um, so yeah, without giving too much away, because um, you can't, you, start, you probably you start, can't say you things. Can't can say you can't say too much, but you know, you start. I, I think I. It was in. It was in the winter. It was in January. Can I just? Up. Sorry, can I just quick sorry, folks? Can I go? When they, when you say you can't say things, and I get that there's like a code and things like that. Is is it? Is that? Is it like a is it like a contract you have to sign, or is it just a code? It's a code that you have. that's no, an no. unwritten thing. It was, it, no, it's a con. It's a con. It's a bit of paper. Oh, there actually yeah, is. Yeah. Oh, so it's not just like a bond between no, like land. No, no, oh, there's no. actually a there's, thing that you can't say. Yeah, yeah. There's a bit of paper. So there's lots of different things I can't talk about. But sure, there's there's ways that I can talk about stuff. So like you know, so you it's t- January. You, you turn up in, on you know in January into Wales, and the first thing you do actually you turn up on a. I can't remember what day it was. I think it was a Saturday. But the first thing you do is on the Sunday morning. Okay. And it's a run with a carrying a rucksack for bloody eight miles or whatever it is. And, it's, and the rucksack's it's quite, heavy. It's heavy, yeah, yeah. And it's hard work. But in my infinite wit, in my, I don't know. I don't know why I thought it was a good idea, but me and a few lads went on the piss. The night, the night before. before, yeah. Perfect, it yeah, yeah. Hor- honestly, horrendous. <laughs> it was horrendous. Did did the eight mile run and then just vomited, yeah, 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 vomited yeah, yeah. while you're doing it. But yeah, then that was the start of my selection course. And then the selection course goes on for how long? For a few, same as Marines type thing. About six months. Is like it? That. Yeah. So you sort of the first four weeks are just you. I think there was 350 people started mine. And, um, all to so all starting it together, three hundred fifty people. Yeah, and and selection process happens what every once a year or every six months. It's every six months, twice a year. Twice a year. Yeah. So you go right. I'm going to do it. I'm going to sign up for this. You turn up there. There's three hundred fifty people, and then they start like GI Joe style. They start whittling it down. Yeah, they don't. It, there's no no one shouts. You're not. You don't. That's the, that's the thing about it is like there's no one there shouting at you. There's no one there telling you you're doing a good job or you're doing a shit job there's it's, it's like it is it's even, even more yeah so on the when you're running over the mountains and what have you every day you go and you go off and you like, spend five to eight hours running over the mountains navigating your way through whatever and then you never know whether it's 
you've you've made the time because everything's timed. Obviously, you don't know what the times are. They never tell you. You just go. You can so try. No you can, idea. You can you, try and work it out. You don't know where you're going. Either. Do you have a watch you, or no? Yeah, yeah. You have a watch, but what you get, you, you you turn up at a start point, and there'll be someone will be like that, and you and you go off. And there's different routes, different. You know, no one goes in the same direction. You're on your own, and someone and one of the DS, the directing staff, will be like that. Right, say they'll be like that. Fox. So I'm like. They're like, oh, right, show me where you are on the map. So I show him and he goes, right, where you, you're now going to such and such a grid. Show me where that is. He's like, go on then. And no. that's it, and off you go. And then you meet, and when you, if you get to that place, there'll be someone else telling you where to go next. You never know where exactly you're going and when the finish is. Then you'll come in and you, you'll finish it at some point you'll get, and you'll get driven back. you get in the back of an army train. You get driven back. And then you don't know whether you've passed. But what happens is you go in for your evening meal in the canteen and there's a big list of names. And if you've got a red, ne- red mark next to your name, you just go in, pack your kit, and fuck off. No one says anything. Fuck, what? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. That is the most intense thing I've ever heard. So yeah. that, that's literally the process how it happens. Yeah, no one's shouting at you. No one's screaming and shouting. It's all very grown up. And then basically... And then so and if, then, you, if you get that ready, you're like, well, what have I done wrong? And no, that, well, you didn't make the times. I see you go on. You just go back to you. Go back to whatever. Go back to whatever you were doing yeah. before. Yeah. So okay, so you're you're then doing this, and slowly, bit by bit, you're you start with three hundred fifty people, and bit by bit, they're being whittled down. And then what? What? How many people did you get to at the end when you were doing your one? I think it was. I think it was either eight, eight or ten. Eight or so ten. there's it's literally like yeah, it's brutal. It's hard work. So if you have like a camera in the room, just slowly, it's people just disappearing one by one, and just yeah. left with you guys in there. Yeah. And does it get harder and harder as it goes along? Ah. Uh. Uh, it's, just di- it's just different it's like the, the biggest the, the hardest thing on the whole thing is, mm-hmm. is, is your own brain because you're always like overanalyzing yourself you're like fuck am I, am I doing well or you'll do something you'll, everyone fucks up everyone makes yeah, mistakes yeah, yeah. it's how you come back from those mistakes and how you react to them so uh, you'll see some people who do something and we all make the same mistakes really but you'll see some people like oh my god that's it I failed I failed and they'll take themselves off the course Yeah. when actually they all they needed to do was stay on and just forget about that, not do it again, but just you know use it in a positive way. But that's the thing, I suppose that, that the kind of like selection process is all about the mental strength, right? It's about how mentally how you can get yourself through different situations. Yeah. But do you think? And then when you, I suppose that sort of leads on to the things. And I know you can't really talk about things like this, but it's obviously for someone who's never been a part of it's interesting. There's obviously been situations for you which have been super scary yeah. and, and, and intimidating and I you know and I, I saw I spoke to someone once who just said you just sort of sep- you separate your mind from it and so you just go right we're just doing it this is what we do every day and we get into it is that what you used to do as well is that what it yeah. kind of taught you to do separate from the pain and the worry and the fear and all that kind of stuff yeah it's a coping mechanism but if you think about it so for nine years I was in the marines and didn't see any Anything. any combat I mean, right? really, but I was training to do it. So what's happening is I'm learning how to do a skill. I'm learning about a job, but at the same time, subconsciously in the back of my head, I'm preparing myself. I'm conditioning my mind to be in shit situations. Mm-hmm. So then when it does happen, it's not a real, it's not a big deal. There's lots and lots. I've been, I've, I've done it over and over and over and over again. It doesn't really bother me. It's obviously it did at one point, you know, because I've. But you're I've, used to it now because this has happened loads of times. You're yeah, not used yeah. to it, but you're you you understand the process that's yeah, happening. It's, 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 you, you've been getting yourself. You're preparing yourself, even though you don't think you are, but mentally you are preparing yourself to to be in a shit situation. So when it is, when it does, when the obvious hits the fan, you're all like, okay, 
you know that's what we need to do and you know you just get on with it and and again i I don't know what you can and can't say but has can you can you describe a moment where it there's been a moment where you've gone all right this is actually pretty real right now has there been there's one there's been uh, there's a moment i have i have spoken about in the past and um it was like it's not like it was i had not been in that sort of situation before it was just it was the moment that i suddenly it was it was the it was the probably the straw that broke the camel's back for me Mm -hmm. and i'm like lying in a ditch getting shot at and i can remember already found out that there was yeah someone had died on the ground like literally a few seconds before i didn't know who but i was lying in this ditch and you know i'm a senior guy as well changing my magazine and i suddenly had this overwhelming emotion pass through me which was i wanted to be 10 years old again and at home with my mum which was a weird situation to find myself in it was it would have been a fleeting it was like seconds that it that i was thinking of that but it, all it was was i was shit scared <laughs> Yeah, but that's because you know you, you you what you're doing there is mentally you're going back to that place where you feel protected most, yeah. and you feel n- and normality and safety. Yeah, and suddenly, yeah. and and do you know what is so true, Fox? Is that you know it, it's all sort of it's a wrong phrase, but all fun and games until it becomes real. But, it, but it, do you know what I mean? It, it, it is. You know, you got it was you didn't for for yeah. you it was just training and stuff. Like that. And then when something becomes so real like that, it's like oh but my that, god. But that that moment I can visualize and talk about that was towards the end of my career i'd already been doing that for years really yeah yeah i was already i was happy with it i enjoyed it you 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 how how can you right try and why 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 do you enjoy it you don't you don't enjoy it it there's it's all the other things that go with it so the fact that i'm with a bunch of guys that i can trust implicitly with my life is a good feeling Mm mm-hmm and they're not my best. Not all of them are my best mates. You don't need to be best mates, but just knowing that there's an individual either left or right of me, or in front or behind, that you is a is a fucking good bloke. Mm. It's a it's a nice feeling. Yeah, and you belong to something that was hard to get into. So there's a bit of, there's a bit of kudos there. So it's it's, it's more the other things. It's it's not that I necessarily it's not necessarily that I enjoy getting shot at. I don't. It's it's the bits that come with it. <sighs> Foxy, this is why I love you, man. Oh, my God. It's so freaking good. Hey, dude, listen, stick around for part two because um, I got so many more questions for you and I got my diary. See you in part two, everybody. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.